Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not not spoiler spoiler free. Emily, we have some new students in our podcast this week that need to be sorted. I place you upon the head (laughs) of Lindsay from Minnesota. (laughs) Our first ever Griffin Claw. (laughs) Up next, we have Abby from Illinois. Slytherin. And then we have Heather from Maine. Gryffindor! Gryffindor! Woo! Then all the Gryffindors all scream and stand up because they're like such Gryffindors. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations! Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Harry Potter. Potter. And on today's episode, we are talking about the mean, the lean. The sometimes green. <laughs> Severus Snape. It's time for a Snape episode. It is time for a Snape episode. Now, I just want to put it out there that our opinions of Severus Snape are sometimes divisive. There are a lot of people who disagree with us about the way we feel about Severus Snape. And to everybody who does, I just want to say to you, I don't care. Like, I love you and I love your opinions and I think they're great and you can have them. But this is our podcast and I just, he is objectively a bad person. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so Snape was born on the 9th of January, 1960. Oh, does that make him a Capricorn or is that a Sagittarius? I don't know about those January ones. <laughs> <laughs> he is half blood. He is a potions master. He was head of Slytherin House. He taught defense against the dark arts for like a half a second. He was a headmaster. Um... He was a member of the Order of the Phoenix and was a Death Eater. So, man, that is a sorted history. Boy, does he have a lot of backstory for us to cover today. Uh, <laughs> well, and I mean, we will have more than one Snape episode. As we have talked about with several characters in the book, he did not have a happy childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, it's another example of somebody who was you know, like kind of neglected and kind of like bullied and had like a yucky childhood. And instead of using that to like be like, wow, let's not subject other people to this and let's not make other people feel as awful as I felt. He was he's just like literally spent his entire adult life working with children and making them miserable all the time. First point against him, in my opinion. Mm hmm. Okay, so he is an only child. His dad is Tobias Snape, (laughs) and his mother's name was Eileen. He was raised in a muggle house. Come on, Eileen. (laughs) (laughs) 
I apologize. <laughs> in Spinner's End, which was really close to where the Evans lived, but they lived in a poorer area. So Snape met Lily and Petunia both when he was nine years old and he fell deeply in love with Lily, becoming a yeah. close friend of hers. Mm, that nine-year-old first love at first sight <laughs> is really like it stays just takes with you, you through you to the end of your days. <laughs> uh, Severus started Hogwarts with Lily in 1971, where he was sorted into Slytherin. She, of course, was sorted into Gryffindor, and Severus became the immediate enemy of James and Sirius. And was a frequent victim to their bullying. Yeah. Now, listen to me carefully. I will not give James and Sirius a pass on being bullies. Big time bullies. Big time a-holes. I would have hated them in -hmm. school. I would have hated everything about them. I hated bullies. I still hate bullies. Um, It was unacceptable the way they treated Snape. I'll just, I don't, I don't give them a pass for that. Yeah. This led him to be irritable towards James's son, Harry, when he was a professor. Oh that's, my heck. That's where it gets wrong. <laughs> Besides that, how can you say the way he treats Harry is just that he's irritable? irritable? No. <laughs> no. Here's what, here's one thing that I will, I will say that I, I think that this next thing I'm going to say um, is something that will hopefully ease people's like feelings of like but I love I love Snape like our our friend Heather she's like I know Snape is a jerk face which I love jerk face but I can't help but love him I think the difference is so when I first read the Harry Potter books none of the movies had come out yet like I read the first like probably three or four books before I saw any of the movies and I hated Snape even then because I was like there's nothing good or redeemable about him but then when I saw the movies I was like oh he's so cute because I just love Alan Rickman like such an iconic actor so good he gave that like other level of like he's very like funny and cute and like maybe he's not that bad of a guy da, 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 da. so maybe that's why people like Snape is because they like that actor that played him because as you read it in the books there's just not a lot of like likability in this character James and his group of friends were constantly at war with Severus throughout their school years Severus's memories recorded in the pensive suggest that he was an introverted and studious individual whereas James was arrogant, popular, and athletic. (laughs) Immediately upon meeting him, James disliked Severus for expressing a desire to be in Slytherin. James's big crush on Lily and Severus's close relationship and unrequited love for her also heightened the tension between the two. James, sweetie, you don't get to hate someone just because they want to be a Slytherin. No. Oh, no. That's not how this is going to fly. But see, that this, I feel like James has a lot of, like, even though he didn't end up being this way, but like as a teenager had a lot of pure blood supremacy going on. Oh yeah. Like he was on that road to become a pure blood supremacist. I think probably until he started hanging out with Sirius and Lily and like really became friends with them and was like, Oh yeah, you guys are right. That's like awful and horrible, which is awesome. That right there is the growth that I want to see that Severus never got to that growth. Yeah. It's really good for him that it was that it was Lily and Sirius because Lily obviously is a muggle born and Sirius spends all his time trying to like dismantle this weirdness that his family has going on. Mm-hmm. 
So those are the perfect two. Yeah, he's lucky. Mm -hmm. Like, so the fact that he's a Gryffindor means nothing to me because he would have become a Death Eater, I feel like, if he hadn't been around such awesome friends to help him. I hate that he was never able mm, to move past and, like, actually be nice to Severus. It's not okay. I hate it. One recorded memory in the pensive bears witness to James bullying him, turning him upside down to reveal his underwear in front of many students, including Lily. Lily came to Severus' defense, but only made things worse. In a subsequent lashing out at James, an attempt to recover his lost dignity, Severus inadvertently called Lily a mudblood. Lily refused to forgive him for it, even after his repeated apologies. This would forever be Severus's worst memory. Good. Yep. Good. If you're a racist, bigot, disgusting, I mean, fine. You don't get my forgiveness. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, James made the choice to change and become better and fight against it and as much as everybody wants to say that Snape did fight against it, he was still just as awful as he could be to anybody except for, like, pure-blood Slytherins. It was so gross. So Severus obviously became a Death Eater, and his actions as a Death Eater are largely unknown, though he quickly became an important Death Eater in Voldemort's inner circle. You know, he was up to some shady stuff. Yeah, I mean, think of how... He's he's obviously super powerful and a very good wizard, like strong magic, um, which a lot of it is fueled by his like anger and his whatever. But like for to be in the inner circle of the literal like leader of evil, that's not an okay place to be. He was a spy responsible for informing Voldemort about the prophecy for telling his downfall. In early 1980, Snape eavesdropped on an interview for divination professor Sybil Trelawney and Albus Dumbledore at the Hogshead Inn. In the course of the interview, Trelawney prophesied that at the end of July, a child would be born who would cause the destruction of Lord Voldemort, which prompted Dumbledore to hire her partially for her own safety. At the time, it was not clear who was meant by the prophecy. Two children of prominent wizarding families were born that year at the end of July, Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom. Okay, I just, I feel like people are going to come at me because I was like, if you're in the inner circle of the evil, evil guy, you're also evil. Um, People are going to be like, but he was also in the inner circle of like the good, good guys. I don't consider Dumbledore to be a good, good guy. And nobody else in the Order of the Phoenix trusted Snape, except they like said they did, but none of them truly, truly did. Mm-hmm. Their cult leader told them to, so they were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By cult leader, I mean Dumbledore. <laughs> so there you go. That's my answer Oops. to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Albus reported. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore goes up to the Wizengamot trial of Karkaroff. That, and he tells him that Severus had come to him and explained that he had been the one to overhear the prophecy and report it to Lord Voldemort. However, Snape did not hear the entire prophecy, as the Hoghead's barman and Albus's brother Aberforth caught him eavesdropping and threw him out. <laughs> so he had partial information that he went and shared with uh, Lord Voldemort. Mm-hmm. 
Severus suffered terrible remorse when Voldemort decided that Harry Potter was the subject of the prophecy and that Lily Evans, the woman whom he always loved, was now in danger as a result of his actions. He begged Voldemort to spare her, who agreed. However, knowing that he could not leave Lily's safety in the hands of someone who could turn back at his word on a mere whim, and that Lily would probably defend her child to the last breath, Snape also approached Dumbledore to ask him to save Lily. He pleaded with Dumbledore to hide her, along with her husband and son if he had to. Dumbledore agreed, but insisted that Severus serve him as a spy among the Death Eaters. In fact, it was Snape's request to Voldemort which allowed Lily to let herself die in order for Harry to live when Voldemort attempted to murder him, therefore ensuring that his curse backfired and Voldemort's body was destroyed in the process. Despite Dumbledore's best efforts to protect the Potters, Voldemort was tipped off by Peter Pettigrew, one of James's best friends, a spy, and he found them anyway. After Lily's death, Snape was devastated and distraught to the point of wishing himself dead, but Dumbledore urged him to ensure Harry's safety out of respect for Lily's memory. Snape initially insisted the danger had been averted with the Dark Lord gone, only for Albus to insist that he would return and everyone, particularly the boy, would be in danger when that happened. So Snape spent the rest of his life protecting her child, Harry Potter, who was often said to strongly resemble James. Distrusted for his past as a Death Eater by those on Albus Dumbledore's side, and hated by other Death Eaters for living as Dumbledore's stooge for ten years, Snape continued living on to complete Dumbledore's plan to protect Harry and defeat Voldemort. Okay. (laughs) He did. He did that. I mean, he did it in, like, the worst way possible. Yeah. But he didn't straight up kill Harry, so then it's fine. Yeah. Harry's alive. It's like, it's fine. You, your parents protect you from the world, even though they are, like, abusing you and not feeding you and neglecting you. They're still protecting you, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we are a, we're an anti-Snape group. Not the whole group. Lots of our people like Snape. But our two group. Our group. Us. We don't like him. (laughs) We just really... No thanks. We don't like men who use their power... No need to continue. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke. We don't like the ones who use their power as a man to oppress other people. And that's what he did his whole life. Mm-hmm. We love you guys very much. We do. Uh, we appreciate the support. I mean, it's. I sometimes cry about it, <laughs> how much I appreciate your support. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for being there for us. Is there anything else we wanted to add to this? If you guys have anything you want to tell us about Snape, write us a letter. Send it to Remember Harry Potter Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Love you guys so much. Thanks for joining us, and let's Let's create create something something magical together. together. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly 
bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at rememberharrypotterpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you.